0: Bad and bullshit. I where what day?
1: Are we day eleven or twelve? Eleven, twelve? Yeah, or something. I am stunned. Mm.
0: By just the and 12 days, Aaron.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, let's with no end in
0: sight, right? Right. And the thing is, like, like, let's zoom out, is my thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have to, like, (laughs) the capital. The downtown of the capital city of Canada is being occupied. By a bunch of white supremacists like. I and don't and don't give me this quibble about, well, not everybody's a white supremacist.
1: What, what's the saying in Germany? If you have if you have um, one Nazi at a table of uh, ten Nazis and they're all Nazis, is that the one? One
0: Nazi at a table
1: of just regular folk
0: and, you know, equals like 11 Nazis like that's that's the stance I'm taking here. OK, you yeah. can't pick and choose your Nazi. OK, huh. once they're there, it then becomes a Nazi, you know, a white supremacist. Rally, mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. You can quibble on the on the percentages of Nazi. You do that and the result is the same. Okay, Mm -hmm. is that they're they're Nazis. Yeah. And the people who choose to affiliate with a Nazi convoy, you're a Nazi, too. Like you're a sympathizer. Okay. so anyway, now that we have that out of the way, I just I am stunned at that fact right now.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I I fully agree. I am also quite stunned at the both stupidity of the occupiers and the dangerousness of the occupiers. Right. Because they really have no idea what they're doing. There's no real coherent organization and no Real means of like communicating that across the group. But they had a midnight press conference last night, at which time they said they will form a coalition with any politician and party that is not Justin Trudeau and the Liberals. And then they name checked the NDP and the Bloc Quebecois and the Governor General.
0: Well, I hear the Governor General's office is getting like threats and stuff.
1: Yeah, apparently like they only they usually get like 20 phone calls a day and now they're getting hundreds. Holy fuck. I, I I just
0: I mean, and the intimidation is what's is what's troubling to me. It's not it's not outright like explicit violence yet, but the intimidation is like intimidation is like Thought out, it's organized, it's you know, all of those things, and the threat of violence is something that they're using very effectively. That's mm-hmm. what I'm finding. And so, you know, you have pundits, uh, oh, well, I'm so glad it's not violent, and you're just like, um, they tried to set a building on fire so. You want to walk that back? Like, the Globe's editorial board did that shit. And mm. I was just like, are you insane? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this the downtown, white, upper-class, like, Toronto viewpoint? God help us. No wonder we're here. Like, yeah. I I just... I, I just... I'm just so fucking stunned. I just... I did not expect... I wrote a whole... Aaron, I wrote a whole article basically saying I told you so, okay? Because I think people need to know, like, people need to rearrange their fucking perspective and understand what the hell is going on here. That is my point. Told you, it's a problem. White supremacy, like, fascism, white supremacy has been on the rise for, what, 10 years maybe? Mm Mm-hmm. We don't have, what, intelligence on this? What the fuck?
1: So uh, in case you're wondering, um, welcome to the Bad and Podcast. <laughs> welcome to our nightmare. We, uh, we basically just hit record and then started talking. And so here's your intro. I'm Aaron, That's Erica. And uh, you're welcome. This is for free. Don't say we never did anything for you.
0: <laughs> we're just going to talk greasy about yeah. what's going on in Ottawa since so the last time we talked to y'all about that was we recorded probably
1: the Friday they were
0: coming mm-hmm. in
1: it was yeah it was like on day 8 8ish oh. February 4th
0: okay yes
1: okay since since then the mayor of Ottawa has declared a state of emergency And then city council voted to not stop regular city council business in order to allow councilors whose constituents are affected by the occupation so they can provide them with resources and support. No, no, regular business is now going to continue because the suburban rural city councilors in the city of Ottawa said, not our problem. Unless, of course, they are signed up to run for mayor, in which case they did say yes.
0: You know, it's no wonder that this is happening.
1: Okay, (laughs) (laughs) this is the (laughs) most,
0: this council is so ineffective and
1: so, uh, and so selfish and they just- They're so so quick to pass the buck. Oh, my God. There's can't... no accountability mechanisms. Nothing. Okay? Nothing. Oh, my gosh. I can. When I say I elections have consequences, this is what I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What? A- oh, my gosh.
0: I don't even know. Well, finally, the um, so I guess was it yesterday or the day before? Was it Sunday or Monday? Anyway, Jagmeet Singh. Called for an emergency debate on the Ottawa occupation. Uh, this debate happened on Monday, February the seventh, where it was the first time throughout this whole mess that we had seen the prime minister address anybody. And so, I I find it interesting that it's Jagmeet Singh who 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 had to come in And basically, forced the prime minister out of hiding. I mean, I, you know, his absence is remarkable. Okay. He's been, he was absent during Omicron when that shit hit the fan. Okay. Remember over Christmas holidays. Remember? And now he's absent with like barbarians at the gate.
1: Yeah, his absence is very curious to me only because when he first had COVID back in late 2020 or early-ish 2021, he was very obviously working and made a point of being out there. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this decision is very curious to me. But I will say the fact that the occupiers are standing outside parliament and he got into the house of commons to deliver, a, I would say a very good speech for him, <laughs> is quite a fuck you because they're I like, mean- he's hiding, he's hiding and we're occupying the le- like where you're supposed to be working. And he was just like, hi, I'm here. I thought it was pretty funny. You know what? I did wonder how
0: he got there. I I really did and I was just like oh
1: okay <laughs> you know? apparently the, the parliamentary press gallery doesn't quite know how he got there this is what I'm hearing oh really yeah no one really knows oh so he came in like like captain fuck you <laughs> yeah but then I also made then I made some jokes I was like well maybe he's been there the whole time and he's just like the phantom of center block <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> oh my god um that's
1: hilarious but yeah like it was a, it was quite a fuck you way to come out of hiding
0: yes yes i will give him that that was very well done and he looked younger he, looked- he was. he looked pretty good I'm, I sorry. Know. I'm sorry i'm sorry but i mean everybody knows i'm no fan of anybody so but I was impressed
1: I was like did he moisturize like yeah. he looked like he moisturized he also had a frown on and like a, he looked very stern he did a little bit of a haircut so you can't tell he was in isolation however it
0: was working The hair was working because it was wavy okay and no gray no gray did you see that
1: mm. I was like mm-hmm. where the fuck is the gray But he never really has gray in his hair anyway. Just on his beard. Mad and bitchy podcast. Come for the lefty politics. Stay for the analysis of the prime minister's beard. (laughs) So let me get this straight. The prime
0: minister rolls in incognito past a fucking occupation into the House of Commons looking younger and better than when he went in. Yeah, that's a fuck you. It was uh, (laughs) and delivering a pretty decent speech.
1: Yeah, I mean that's really what what the delay was. You know, it was ten days so that they could write the speech and workshop it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's quick for them. (laughs) The efficiencies abound.
1: (laughs) (sighs) But anyway, so you know, since since the Monday podcast, there have been several developments. Uh most importantly, that uh, a twenty one year old public servant sued the convoy for an injunction against the uh the noise, and a ten day injunction was granted. This so, is peak
0: whiteness right here. honestly. oh no, she's not white she's not no, she's Asian. it's still peak whiteness.
1: <laughs> I mean, man, it is super petty. Super smart. She has done more than any politician in this country.
0: It's still peak whiteness,
1: but good for her. No, I'm I'm not
0: saying that it was wrong or it was bad. I'm just saying, I'm just commenting on the character of it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. For sure. And it is, you know what else it is? It's peak Ottawa to sue the convoy for the noise. It is, and, and to grant an injunction. Ottawa mm. is a thing about noise. It has this like. This oh, man. About noise. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: Yes. Like you yes. can't people laugh in the their- street
0: on uh, in Ottawa without people turning around and looking at you funny because you're
1: experiencing joy a little too loudly. They love a noise bylaw in the city. <laughs> yeah, they do. Like I mentioned, the the occupiers held this extremely random midnight press conference where they said that they wanted to basically overthrow the government and instill themselves as government, uh, even though we just had an election and no one voted for these people, but yet they think that they're on the side of freedom and democracy and really don't know the definition of fascism. And well, um, guys, I hate to tell you that is it. That's that's authoritarianism.
0: Fascism. Thank you, thank you,
1: thank you, okay?
0: This whole thing is about motherfucking power. Okay. And I wish I wish I wish we had the I wish we had a New Yorker level thought process in this country to Mm -hmm. fucking understand that this was never about the vaccine. The vaccine was just the cover. Mm -hmm. It's a Trojan horse. It is a Trojan horse. This was always about them trying to push the limits to see how much power they could get for their white supremacy and their fascism. Specifically Thank against you. the liberals and Trudeau. Exactly. And now we have a major Canadian political party jumping on board. So
1: how's that? What, um, what did Candace Bergen say in the House? Which time? Uh, dur- During the emergency debate.
0: Something about mansplaining?
1: She did. She, uh, maybe it was Not during the emergency debate, but it was definitely on the Monday where someone she said something and someone corrected her with the actual facts. Not even like in a condescending way, just being like, actually, it's this. She told them they were mansplaining to her.
0: Didn't we call that on this podcast? I
1: do recall we did.
0: We talked about how Candace Bergen was going to use feminism, even though she's not a feminist, and would tell you that she's not a feminist, and distort it to an inverse sort of, of fucking like relative of feminism, okay? And when I say relative, I mean like on the dark side. Anyway, but she was going to distort the words of feminism for her own ends and, and use it as a shield to hide behind. And so this is, like, she started, like, she did not waste time in one, like, it's been like, what, four days, five days, and it hasn't even been a week. And she's basically insulted a whole bunch of groups, like, whole bunch of groups. And I don't know what the Conservative Party thinks they're going to get out of this. But if you want to talk division, they're it.
1: Yeah, that was the other thing is that I think it was during the emergency debate. She called for uh, reducing the political tensions in the conversations around the pandemic and vaccines. And that is fine. That's a fine request on its face. The problem is that, you know, like we've said many times before on this podcast, that doesn't they're not doing that in good faith. They want they're doing that so that they can have control of the conversation, not so there can be an actual exchange of ideas, policies, approaches. Right. Like it's the same as when they're giving the media
0: to potential voters in that fucking convoy.
1: This is the same thing when you go to the convoy and the media is going to the convoy and they're saying, hey, like, do you want me to interview you about so you can tell your story or whatever? Why are you here? Blah, blah, blah. The people are saying to them oh, the media are liars, all these things, like, cool, like, I'm here giving you the opportunity to tell me your story. And I am the media. So you can have your say. And they're saying, well, the media is a bunch of liars. They never want to talk to us. And they're like, I'm standing right here. (laughs) I'm asking you what your opinion is. And they say no. So no one's actually having a discussion of ideas or on the basis. Of actual facts as evidenced by that, we want to create a coalition government. Um, Did they get there? White supremacy,
0: obviously. I'm just like, I'm still stunned. Like, a major political party is supporting this fuckery. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. So, my question is after all this is physically over whenever that is
1: how do we go back to normal we can't how do we go back to we can't go back no like this is a go from here this is a pandora's box and i don't Definitely a flashpoint and no one is ready to talk about that yeah no one's ready to talk about how it's really like opened up the seams in this country i mean yes it's like people are like oh like this is really emphasizing the divide but we're not people aren't seeing the long term effects of it this po-
0: again did we not say on this podcast that this country is coming apart at the seams mhm mhm yeah. and like it's not about divisions this country is literally falling apart socially mm-hmm. i
1: don't know how people can't see that It's because people get so caught up in what affects them on their day-to-day lives, and they just don't see the forest through the trees, you know? There's no 30,000-foot view. It's only the micro view.
0: Like, this is some serious shit. I just, I'm like, the capital of Canada's downtown is being occupied by white supremacists for
1: 12 fucking days. Yeah. And I was seeing some U.S. reporters being like, what some of them who are just like more culture reporters are being like, what the fuck's happening in Canada? And then the more politics reporters are just like, we need to recognize that what is happening there can happen here. And it will have much more dire consequences, similar to like what's happening in Windsor right now.
0: What's happening in Windsor?
1: They've basically... Oh, yeah. The Shut protest is there, the, too, and they're, like, shutting down shutting the actual down supply the actual
0: chain. actual supply chain. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. I had to be, like, I honestly, Aaron, you know why I couldn't remember that? Because literally when I read it, I couldn't fucking believe it. That's, it was- like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what the fuck is going on. And this is the thing, like, I don't understand how I feel like I'm in a fucking echo chamber with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand. Look what happened, look what's still happening in Coots, Alberta. The point is is that it's interesting how strategic operationally this is. I just wonder how long have they been planning this? Who have they been planning this with? Who's been funding this? And mm-hmm. why aren't we all collectively asking these questions?
1: I don't know. I mean, I mean the Parliament is going to be looking into the GoFundMe of it all, but now they've moved to some Christian, Christian whatever, and like. Okay,
0: can we just can we just hail back to Mona, Elta Howie? and when we interviewed her, and we talked about the marriage of the of religious fundamentalism of the Christian right and white supremacy, like the far right. Mm -hmm. Okay, for everybody, subscribe and go listen to that podcast because even i might be listening to that podcast after this Mm -hmm. because i think there were some real gems in there that explain a lot about for example why a christian organization would step in like that so readily and who are they backed by you know so we've been saying for a long time on this podcast that white supremacy is global that these things are global and that it's not surprising and it doesn't I think the pandemic has provided such an opportunity to exploit that civil unrest or that civil sort of of misalignment, let's say,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and exploit that for their own ends. And it's remarkable how quickly they've been able to ramp
1: up. It was, and I think I probably told this to you, but like it was very early on in the pandemic, actually, well, early on in terms of like late summer, early fall 2020, where there was just like, I was seeing increased radicalization of people Mm -hmm. on Facebook, on Instagram, because they were just spending so much time at home and spending so much more time on these garbage platforms that feed you fucking trash. And because of that, everyone thinks that, one, they're a fucking expert. And two, that they, they suddenly own care own about... Research. <laughs> yeah. Like, they think that they know about politics and they have no idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the pandemic has definitely provided that opportunity and disinformation campaigns are also a tool of the far right. Uh-huh. And they're targeted and they're uh-huh. good. You uh-huh. know? So I think that we really, really need to recognize that you're right. It's a Pandora's box at this point. I'm, I'm, I don't think that Canadian media or the media establishment really, really understands that threat mm-hmm. and is really directing resources to cover that threat. Mm-hmm. Right now, the best sort of tracker we have is from <clears throat> excuse me, the Anti-Hate Network, who's done amazing, amazing work. Mm-hmm. um in in tying in in taking these threads and tying them together and so i we just can't put the genie back in the bottle is my point and mm-hmm. at this at, at not a at day 12 <laughs> like i did like who could see this coming is really wow somebody did oh here's the other point i want to make before we start wrapping up is that Every, a lot of people thought that once Donald Trump was removed, that the threat would be gone. You and I never did. That, would, that probably never entered our brains. But there was a lot of that going on. I would not, say. Which is another reason why white liberals should never leave this conversation.
1: Anyway. I would say that if he hadn't tried to overthrow the election. And hadn't tried to subvert democracy, the risk would not be as high as it was actually was, because he just kept feeding people lies that they now believe, and now that and the, the Republican Party has deemed um, legitimate public discourse, right. And so now people think that whatever's happening now here is legitimate political discourse
0: but it's white liberals who jumped on that train too small l liberals yeah small l liberals yeah that jumped on this fucking free marketplace of ideas or whatever the fuck they're talking about and legitimizing these ideas like like they're worthy of discussion yeah okay and the both sidesism of, of white liberal media like it's Worthy of ponder.
1: Mm-hmm. I know. Well, on that note, um, thanks for listening. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast, what the fuck are you waiting for? Because you actually get this on the regular, and you just go to badbitchypodcast.substack.com and you become a paid subscriber. I need to emphasize that you need to become a paid subscriber to get access to the podcast because so many people just sign up for the mailing list and you get maybe an email a month when you go there. Yeah. Like you need to fork over some money. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to say this.
0: What's happening now we've been talking about for we're going, coming up to five years for literally five years. If you want smart commentary on politics and to look at different angles of politics and actually have politics be accessible,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then you will subscribe and
1: pay. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, as low as seven dollars a month.
0: Because honestly, the way I'm seeing um, Canadian media treat this whole Ottawa occupation thing, I'm just like the 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 incredulousness. Honestly, the incredulity. Sorry, honestly, is really grating on my nerves. Mm-hmm. It's grating on my nerves is because I'm sorry. Did we miss the Quebec shooting? yeah like there has an
1: and and the bill 21 and the and and the and the and
0: the and the and the and the
1: the, the, those were all weak signals exactly so if you
0: want a podcast that can tie what's going on in this country together
1: subscribe on that note we will be back erica will be back next week with a special guest for some black history month content yes In the meantime, we will talk to you then. Follow us on Twitter because that's where all the funny stuff happens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, then. Bye. Bye.